You are listening to Playback, a Variety podcast. I'm your host, Variety Awards editor Chris Tapley. see y'all bro you too man real i love podcasts man mm-hmm. you don't have a camera in your face you can just chill talk i like listening to them oh yeah yeah like, i'm bring this back because we just need a clean surface for the photos. for this quick over the shoulder he's gonna oh, do right, right, right back right. Sorry. I'm ruining your full shot. no you're good what do you listen to oh man when i, when I um how do you have time That's i don't i don't like you when i'm filming i don't listen to them you know like like um uh, but I, 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 if I have a commute, if I have a commute, is when I would, you know, is when I get when I when I'll be able to. And like, if I'm commuting while I'm in post, mm. like, like I can't listen to them while I'm commuting in in, in production. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but if I'm if I'm in prep or, or post, I could. So like the last time I was really listening to them tough was like 2015 mm-hmm. when I was, you know, when I was making when I was making Creed. Like we were finishing um. Uh, Doing sound on that in in the Bay Area, like when I was at Skywalker Ranch, mm-hmm. and, I, and Skywalker Ranch like a forty five minute commute from from my house. You know what I'm saying? So like, I would be able to you know listen to like close to an episode mm-hmm. on the drive, and then you know come back and listen to um I knocked down cereal, um and I um man I don't have time. <laughs> I yeah. wish I did. Do, do, do you have a commute? I do, but like music, yeah. Yeah. Music, music, music wins. But I got to get in my early '90s music on the way to work. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, <now> that's it. <clears throat> that is it. '90s really? on yeah. lithium, backspin. Yeah, that's all day long. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm terrified. Of, I'm terrified of that, man. Like, like I, I, it feels so good. It's like a, it's like a it's like a com- it's like a comfortable blanket. But I always was I always was like. I always, I remember being young and like meeting dudes. I would have like uncles that was like stuck in a decade. Uh-huh. Like they only listen to music <laughs> right. from a certain decade. They only wore clothes from a certain decade. You know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, man, what's wrong with these, what's wrong with these dudes? Man, they'd be like, man, they, ain't make, they don't make real music anymore, man. Nothing like this. And I'm like, so, so I'm terrified of like becoming that person. So like, I, I, I try to, I try to at least like Stay challenge current. myself to, 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 yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to, to, to at least. Um, that should be fine. These these aren't automatics, right? No. Okay, then we're, we're fine with this right here. Yeah, bro. Cool. Sometimes these will cut off. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man. I'm I'm unapologetic. I'm uh, I'm early '90s guy. Listening to my PM it's, Dawn it's, and my <laughs> PM Dawn, <laughs> bro. Long, man. <laughs> Set adrift on memory bliss. That's crazy. It feels good. Like I remember me and Zizzy was was riding in a car like not too long ago. It was like and like we just happened to be listening to the radio in a rental car and and, and it was like like song after song came on. We were like, man, this is great. Like we singing along to everything. Yeah. We like, oh, this is perfect. And then we realized, like, wait, is this an old school station? <laughs> and then and then sure enough, then we was like, oh my god. Like you know, we had that we had that point where get that flashback. Yeah. Well, uh, we're recording. Uh, we've got Ryan Coogler here, the director and writer of uh, Black Panther. 
which you've probably heard plenty about at this stage. If you haven't, you're living under a rock. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Oh, thanks for having really me, Really happy Chris. to have you here. Uh, saw the movie a couple nights ago. It's electric. I mean, congrats. Oh, I haven't known you a couple of years. I'm just super happy for you that you got this opportunity and that oh, you made the most you, out man. of it. Thank you. So, uh, you know, how you feeling? I mean, how you feeling about the finished product? Uh, you had the premiere already, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I got complicated feelings about it, man. Like, like, um, you know, uh, we, we've been working on it so, so hard and for so, for so long, um, that it's, it's, it's kind of strange to, to, to realize that it's time to give it to, to, to the, to the world, you know? Um, and, and what's great about working with Marvel is that, you know, you're able, you know, you're able to work right up until the last minute, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is how, which is how I like to, how I like to work, how I was taught, you know, um, that you're never done with it until they snatch it out of your hands, you know? Um, so that's kind of how we were. We were constantly refining it, constantly trying to make it, trying to make it better, you know, right up until, right up until the very end. Um, uh, so, so, so the good thing about that is, you know, you get, a, you get a maximum time to work on it that, that, the, the the bad thing about that is you don't get much time for perspective, you know. Right. So you kind of just sharing it, you know. And, and, and premieres are, you know, that premiere was the first time we we played it for 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 uh, a, a real sizable audience, you mm-hmm. know. Like like usually, you know, with these types of films, you can only show them to to small groups of people, you yeah. know, at, at a time, and, and you know, those people got to be like NDA'd up like crazy, you know what right. I mean? And, and, and so um, it's not like with my, it's not like with Creed where we can go do a you know, a test screening in, 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 you know, in Nevada in a theater full of, you know, 600 people, you know, and see how, see how it plays, mm-hmm. you know? So that was the first time seeing it play. And, and, you know, my whole family was, was there from the Bay area, you know, like, um, you know, my, my, my 90 year old grandmother was there. We had, you know, and I'm, I'm checking, awesome. I'm checking in on them and stuff, you know? So, so it was, it was, um, it was, it was, a a a, 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 a strange night, uh, emotionally. Um, but, you know, you gotta say to see people, to see people, you know, seem, seem to be happy and seem to have enjoyed the film, is like, you know, it's the, it's the world's biggest, it's the world's biggest blessing. That purple carpet was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the pictures of that. I was like, yeah. oh wow, purple carpet. It was fun. It's, it was fun seeing everybody dress up, uh, and and um, I guess you know Disney called it royal attire on a, on a, on a, on a uh, invite. So people, a lot of people came awesome. in African garments and stuff. It was it was beautiful to see. Yeah, like yeah. Daniel, who we was just talking about. He came in like the traditional traditional I saw dress. That. Yeah. I was wondering what was going on there. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, this is a movie I feel like it's unique in the superhero fray. It has something pretty definitive and clear to say about the here and now. You know, it it, it obviously touches on global race relations, has ideas about borders. You know, it's definitively has something to say. And my first question is just I'm curious if that was a vision that was at all difficult to get through that Marvel system. I mean, I would say no, not at all. Like, like, um, surprisingly so, because I imagine that it that it that it would be. Um, I remember when I first, you know, when I first met met uh, the folks over at, at Marvel, and it's it's not a lot of people, you know, like, uh, um, and I think this, I think the studio used to be run quite a bit different than it is than, than it is now. It's been, you know, it, it's, it's 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 changed over 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 time. Um, um, but now it's kind of like what you see is what you get there in the, in the, in the, in the LA offices that on the Disney lot, mm-hmm. you know, you got Kevin Feige, who's, who's, who's the head of the studio, um, company's kind of his brainchild, you know, and, and, um, you got, you got Lou, Lou D'Esposito, um, and Victoria Alonso, um, you know, both of those two are amazing, you know, very different creative instincts from Kevin, you know, which is great. 
um, for him because they kind of like the, his, his chief collaborators, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then uh, you got Nate Moore, who who was who was the executive that was assigned to to this to this project, and who had been trying to you know get Black Panther made since he had been at the company. Um, he also made Winter Soldier, you know, made Civil War, you know, and then we and then we started talking about about this. Um, and, and when I went to sit down and talk to them, <clears throat> you know, I, I I thought about what the opportunity would be with this with this character. You know, it, it kind of told me what they were thinking about as a company for the for the character, how they saw him fitting in to what they were trying to do. Um, and and they and they said, you know, what would you, you know, how would you want to want to tell the story? So I went away, thought about it, watched Civil War. Um, you know, uh, and and kind of was able to 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 process a lot of the feelings I've been having towards. Myself, my own personal identity and, and, and my obsession with going to Africa. I hadn't been there yet and always wanted to. Um, and, and, and the will to kind of learn about that stuff was, was, was only growing stronger as I was getting older. Um, you know, I came back to them and kind of, you know, pitched them the movie that we, that we, that we ended up making. Um, for the most part, you know, specifically thematically, mm-hmm. um, a lot of things that we, we wanted to attack and approach. And I didn't, I, I expected them to kind of, to kind of like, man, let me, let, let me, let us get back to you. You know what <laughs> I mean? But, but right, right there, right there in the room, I remember Kevin saying, man, that's awesome. We would love to make something like that. Let's do it. You know, let's get to work right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I realized that, you know, for whatever reason, um, be it that they, they, they've had, you know, a lot of success recently. Um, it's, it's possible that they had a company led by, 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 um, by Bob Iger, who's, who's very, you know, who's very brave and, you know, successful and, and ready to do new things, adventurous things with, in, in storytelling and in the medium. Um, but they were, they were game for it, you know, uh, and I was really, you know, really surprised to see that. And, and, and as, as we went through the process, they were constantly pushing me to make it more personal, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Make it, make it more, more relevant. Which is great. I mean, when we talked, we were talking about the last time we spoke about Creed and, that movie was full of you. I mean, it had so much of your personal life in it. So it's great that you can do that in, in something on this scale. Mm. You know, I mean, that's only going to ground it, right? <clears throat> and it's also great that they're consistently lately able to have these filmmakers come in with these definitive visions. I had Taika on the show last uh, fall mm. talking about Thor and, you know, that was clearly a Taika movie, mm. almost so more than a Marvel movie, right? Mm-hmm. So it's great that they're able to have these filmmakers come in with their own personal stamps. So, uh do you feel a, the sense of, you know, history that exists with this project for you or, or are you kind of too close to it to feel those vibrations right now? I think for me, I, I'm, I'm a comic book fan. I'm, I, I'm a movie fan, as we talk about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm a comic book movie fan. Um, and, you know, and, there, and there's been, you know, there's been um, a lot of movies that I've seen, some movies that I love that had, you know, you know, black superheroes. You know, in the you know in the in the films, title characters. I mean, I think of like how much I love Blade One and right, Guillermo's right. take on Blade, Blade Two, and Wesley Snipes' performance in those movies. And, and you know, I think about um, I think about Hancock. You know, I think about um, even even you know taking it taking it back with you know with with, with Meteor Man. You know, still you know what I mean these these these, these types of films. Um, and, and the, the, the truth is, is that you know this this. It's felt niche before, you know. This is, yeah, is going to yeah, get a big, bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just going to have a bigger scale than all. Yeah. This has a bigger scale, you know, a larger, you know, financial commitment from the studio. Yeah. Um, than those movies, but the, the 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 truth is, like, you know, this film is about this film is something different because it's about uh, uh, the continent of Africa. Yeah. You know, um, and, and and not just the title character is is is, is African. But you know, pretty much everybody around the title character is African. You know, we were given incredible opportunities to 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 fill up to you know fill up the screen with with, with African people and people of African descent. You know, um, which which for me was 
was really cool because if you, you know you look at those you look at those you know look, look at those Blade movies, you know you know Wesley tends to be like the only the only the only black guy like you know I remember Blade one his mom was in it you know what I mean but but you know it's, it's a it's a it's a black guy you know kind of surrounded by a world that that isn't right. necessarily that you know which is you know which is great stories about that as well, um but 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 for me this opportunity was was uh, uh unique because I was like oh wait man, man we get to make something that I truly haven't. You know, I haven't tr- truly haven't seen before. You know, we we we're kind of in uncharted waters in, in terms of um, the scale that we plan with, and the fact that we're dealing with the continent of Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, and and and, and also exploring what it. You know, for, for me, the, the big question for, for me, the big theme. Um, and you talked about. You know, we talk about questions like uh, I'm a naturally curious person. The reason I make art is because I'm. You know, it's because I'm curious. If I can find a way to feed my, my curiosity. Um, that's the best way for me to motivate myself through completion of a project. And for me, the, the big question starting off in this was, you know, what does it mean to be African? You know, what does that concept mean? Um, because it's, it's one that I've, I can, I can answer that myself, you know, um, and, and as an African American, our history with the, with the, with the continent is very fraught. You know, we're not able to generally able to tie our lineage back, mm-hmm. um, as a result of a very specific traumatic experience that happened to us. You know, um, so so how we how we learn about the continent is, is skewed, you know, through that through that lens, through that relationship, um, and, and well, how we learn about ourselves is skewed, you know, um, and, and it was always a gap in me, you know, in my own identity, um, surrounded by that surrounded by that question. It's a question that I had, you know, before I was motivated to make my first two films, actually. So in many ways, this is my most personal my most personal film, mm-hmm. um, but but it is that that idea of, of you know what it what it truly means to be African, what it truly means to be. A person of African descent in this world that kind of motivated all of the research, everything that we that we put into this movie. Did you come up with a personal answer? I mean, still finding it. I'm still finding it, but I think I think the biggest thing was for me. You know, I hadn't taken a trip to Africa yet. You know, I was, I was when when they when they called me, I was finishing up Creed. You know, we met. You know, um, and I was uh, I was I think I was maybe 29 years old. You know, and I've been wanting to go to this place. My whole life, ever since ever since my parents sat me down and told me I was black, you know, which is which I was really young, you know, because you got to kind of tell a kid who's who's black, you know, what they are, because the world is going to treat you a certain way, as uh, you know, because of it, you know, in certain situations, uh, when you black, you know, here in this country, your life can be at stake if you make the wrong move, you know what I'm saying? Um, so ever since then, I wanted to, to go to this like kind of almost like mythic place, you know what I mean? It's, 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 and, and and you see. <clears throat> Representations of this place in media, and a lot of times the representations that you see uh, are things that make you feel ashamed. You know what I mean? It's kind of like sources of shame. You know, um, um, you see, you know, starving children. You know what I mean? You see, you see people that that, that are in need of aid from other places. You know, um, it's strife, it's, it's, political strife, political strife. Yeah. You know, um, it, there aren't things that make you that make you feel proud. Yeah. Feel proud of a place. You know, um, and and that's it. <clears throat> As I got older and learned and learned more, I learned I learned a lot of the a lot of the struggles we deal with, you know, kind of kind of come as a result of that. And these are global struggles. I'll meet people that are from the continent and talk to them. Let's talk, talk talk about things that they've gone through. I'll, I'll ask them about news reports that I've seen about the places that they're from, and a lot of times the answer will be always oh, deeper than that, you know. And I kind of and I kind of explain, you know, um, but 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 on my trip, you know, on my trip back to the continent, man, like, you know, what I discovered is kind of like what I knew all along. Um, to, to be African just means to be human, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know what I mean? It means, it means you, you, uh, you love art, 
You know what I mean? So much that you that you put it everywhere. You know, you put it on your clothes, you put it on your body. You know, um, and you'll make art out of anything. You know, mm-hmm. if you only got if you only got dirt and wood and sticks, you are gonna find a way to make art out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, to to be African is to be is to be you know is to be beautiful. It's just to love. It's to love your family so much that even when they die, you you still don't let them go. You talk about them as if they're still right there. Mm-hmm. Um, to be African is to love to dance. You know what I mean? And, and, and to dance until you can't you can't move anymore and still dance some more. Mm-hmm. And if I say that, I mean, you can say that about any human being, you know what I mean? Because that's where all human beings come from. You know, it's scientifically proven. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so to be African is just to be human. Yeah. Um, and, and for whatever reason, you know, I hadn't seen much much media that 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 that, that showed that. Right. You know, um, so I was it was really exciting to be able to explore that on this campus. On certainly, this campus, certainly not pop, pop cultural media. Nah. That, you know? <laughs> nah. Where uh, where in Africa did you go? What countries? Um, I went to I went to South Africa first, um, and I was for a couple reasons. When I, when I when I um, <clears throat> watched the film Civil War, which hadn't come out yet, uh, I saw that, that Chadwick and the, and the um, um, actor John, Dr. John Connie, who played his father in that film, were speaking in a language that I had never heard before. It was a language that sounded ancient and and, and, and interesting. Um, so when I so when I got out of the movie, I, I went and talked to uh, Nate Moore and Kevin Feige. And I asked what language was that. I thought they had invented a language for the for the film, you know, kind of like um, you invent Vulcan or Romulan yeah, or something, you know, yeah. or or, uh, or the Elvish language in Lord of the Rings. You know, I was really taken by it. And they said, "Oh no, that's that's uh, that's something that kind of happened by happenstance." You know, um, you know, Doctor John Connie is South African from a, from a Osa tribe. I'm a murder this, <laughs> but but it's but it's it's a uh, you know it's a, it's a language that that developed with clicks. It's very old language. Yeah, yeah. And he's from the Osa tribe in South Africa, and, and he taught Chadwick. The, the, the lines that they were supposed to say in that language because they felt like an African king and an African prince should speak, speak an African language when they're talking amongst each other. Um, and, and, and so I said, okay, so that's the Wakandan language. You know what I mean? Also language. So I said, well, I, I like to go where I can find all those people. You know what I mean? And, and, and maybe I'll start, start my research there. So I went to, I went to uh, Cape Town first in South Africa. You know, I went completely by myself. Um, it was right before I got married. Um, you know, um, and I felt like I felt happy that this project enabled me to, to 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 learn learn more about myself. You know, with this trip before, you know, before taking that next that next major step in my life. You know, um, and so so I was you know by myself went to Cape Town, went to Johannesburg, and then I went to a, I learned about a country while I was there called Lesotho, um, the Kingdom of Lesotho, which is an enclave you know inside of South Africa. Um, and for whatever reason, it hadn't gotten um, colonized the same way that the areas around it did. Um, it's a very poor country. Um, isolated, not, not many people know about it. And I was, I said, oh wow, man, maybe Wakanda could be something like that. You know, cause I hadn't even heard of this place, you know, um, as an American. Uh, so, so I flew to Lesotho and, and I, and I learned that the reason that, that, that it, that it didn't get colonized in, in the same way that, that the rest of Africa did was because it has these really intense mountainous regions where, the, where it snows like crazy and, and the people there ski, you know, on those, on those snow and ski, on those snow covered ski slopes. And the, the tribes around there wear blankets. They wear these beautiful blankets. So that's kind of where I got the idea for one of the tribes, mm-hmm. you know, in the film. Um, and, you know, so I took pictures of the, of, the, of, 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 uh, of those shepherds that wear those blankets, which I thought was completely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and it's a kingdom, you know what I mean? It's like, like uh, uh, the, the, the kingdom of, of Lesotho is called the mountain kingdom, you know, but it's very, very poor. You know, um, it's kind of like cut off from, 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 from the same trade relations that South Africa has, you know, as a result of them. Um, not being colonized in the same way, mm-hmm. um, but 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 that trip was eye opening, and then from there, 
I went to uh, went to Kenya where I hung out with Lupita's family. You know, Lupita's family kind of took care of me in Nairobi, took me around, took me to go spend time with the Maasai tribesmen in Maasai land. Um, and and it was you know it was Lupita wasn't there. She was she was here in the states working. Um, but our family was was incredible. I met with professors. You know, kind of talked to them about what I was doing. Went to go listen to music, and concerts. You know, spent time with spent time with random families and went to rituals that they had. Um, and, you know, while I was there, I kind of learned that a lot of the things that a lot of the things that that are, that are done on the continent that they call rituals that they that they've been doing for thousands and thousands of years, we do as African Americans in the states, and we don't really know why we do it. You know what I mean? Like we just we just do it. We just call it hanging out, or we will call it you know a party, or we call it this and that. But it's, it's literally like the same exact things. So, so the trip kind of taught me that that oh yeah, we still do. You know, we still we still connected to the continent. You know, even if we don't know it, like you know the, the, those things, those rituals, those things that we do are still in us. Um, so it was really moving. You know, I felt I felt like whole from that from that trip. That's mm-hmm. awesome. All of that comes through in the movie too. It's so saturated with you know obviously what you learned. Right on. Well, I'm curious too. Just like what kind of input do you have on a movie like that is this massive when it comes to the visual identity of the movie and the marketing, because uh, that is such a huge element of the identity of a movie like this. And given that it's such a personal movie, I would think maybe you'd like to have a hand in that, but I don't know. You tell me like what, what kind of ideas did you have for that? Were you able to provide for that? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes and no. Like, uh, I mean, obviously the visual identity of the movie, you know, um, have a big influence on, you know, cause we we're making the movie, you yeah. know, um, and, and and the Dizzy Dizzy's marketing department, you know, headed up by, by Ricky Strauss and and, and Asad Ayez, you know, they're brilliant, you know, um, and and they they have an amazing way of of capturing the essence of of the films that they're working on, but at the same time using their own knowledge of of, of what it takes to put butts in seats, you know, and what what it takes to, to to get people excited and to pull from like a four quadrant, you know, marketplace. Um, so it's kind of like a blend of all those two things, but, but, you know, they were incredibly collaborative. You know, they watched, they watched cuts of the film early on before they cut the trailers. They talked to us, you know, um, the filmmakers, me, me and us, and, you know, a lot of times with me and Nate and Kevin, um, you know, we would see cuts of trailers and, 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 and had a chance to, to give, you know, feedback, um, uh, get to, get to kind of have a say in music sometimes, you know, um, and, and they, and they were extremely helpful in terms of, uh, um, assisting us with, with uh, getting the Kendrick, Kendrick deal done, you know, um, uh, and supportive, you know, in, in terms of that. Um, Talk about Kendrick. What was you know bringing him onto this project in this way? What was that about? I mean, it was it was it was it was a blessing, man. Like like um, if if, if for me, <clears throat> you know, I work with I work with an incredible composer, um, Louis Gorenson. Who, uh, Some school buddy. Yeah, yeah. Who, who's who's a, who's a great composer and a, and a music producer as well. And he and I have a have a, have a crazy love of music. You know what I mean? We were listening to music together before we started to make make films together. And, and one thing that he's tied to that is is he's tied to that. You know, constructing a, a, a authentic orchestral score, but he also produces you know hip hop music and, and pop music. So so you know one thing that was a dream of ours always was to was to make a film, but to also have a soundtrack. That, that, that played along with the film, you know, where, where we use a couple of songs from the soundtrack in the movie, but it, it's another piece that people mm-hmm. can experience the film through, um, that maybe diverts from it a little bit, but still has the same, the same story, the same soul there. And, um, and I've been a fan of Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar since, uh, since his mixtape days, mm-hmm. you know, um, since I was in film school and he was dropping, you know, he was dropping mixtapes and I've been kind of, you know, kind of hunting him down, 
you know, and always enjoying his, always enjoying listening to his music and find, finding it motivational and and um and, and thematic. Uh, and, and eventually, um, I think like maybe 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 two or three years back, I got to meet Anthony Tiffith, uh, who runs TDE. Um, it's kind of named after him. His nickname is Top Dog. Um, and, and I met him through Charles King, who who was my agent then, but now he he runs uh, Macro Studios. Um, he put he put Top and I in touch. Uh, we would talk, you know, um, you know, stay in touch and look look for some for, for Kendrick and I to work on together. Um, and then about two years ago, like right after I, right after I finished Creed and it was released, I was able to, to sit down with Top and Kendrick and uh, and Dave Free over at TDE. Uh, we just spoke about some things that, that that he was working on. Let them know what I was working on, and I'll be taking this project. Um, and then I love to, you know, love to work with him on this one if it, if the opportunity came. I think he was working on Dam at the time. Mm. Um, and then he finished that up, and it timed up. You know, it worked out. You know, he uh, he you know I, I reached out to him again. Um, and 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 top was top sailor man. Let's, let's let's sit down and meet. We, you know, those guys came to Marvel Studios. Um, we showed them some footage, and um, next thing we knew, Kendrick was in. Um, you know, and then he came by, came by a little later and, and, and watched, you know, watched most of the movie. Um, and we talked about, you know, uh, he talked about what he, what, you know, what he thought of it and, and, uh, and then, you know, he talked about artists, you know, that he would like to work with artists that I was, I was interested in and seeing what the, how they can contribute. Um, and then he went away and just went to work, you know, and made some, made some really beautiful stuff, mm-hmm. you know, some stuff that's in the movie. Um, his producer Soundwave worked with Lil Vig on something really cool that's in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ludwig was just kind of a mastermind at weaving in and weaving out of, of, of score and, and, and Kendrick and Soundwave and those guys stuff. Um, so I'm really excited to hear what people, what people, uh, hear what people think. It's a great soundtrack, man. I mean, just the, the way you can sense those moments where it comes in to score and comes out and just, mm-hmm. you know, the beat drops. And it's just, it's, again, more of the unique flavor of the movie that's just, uh, makes it something special in the fray. Oh, thanks, Chris. Ruth Carter, man, I want to talk about Ruth Carter. I mean, you're, the whole, all the design elements of the movie are on point. Actually, an old film school friend of mine was one of your art directors in Atlanta. Oh wow, Alex McCarroll. But uh, oh wow, the uh, Ruth Carter is a legend, and uh, she is the obvious choice to work on this movie. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just want to talk about working with her. And yeah, Ruth's amazing, man. Like <laughs> she really is. She, she, um, you know, she costume design. A lot of spice movies, you know, work with Spielberg before, you know, um uh but I mean I remember seeing I remember seeing, you know, Malcolm X when I was a baby, you know what I mean? Just being blown away um by how real it felt and how special it felt and epic it felt. You know, you talk about you know, you talk about superhero movies, man, like, you know, you know, Spike Lee's Malcolm X, that was a superhero movie in my book. You know, um and and just 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 by the scale and the and the weight, you know what I mean, that it was given in the in the in the, in the um in, in, the, in the lens that it was shown through, you know, uh, the context, you know, um, I, I think that, that Ruth, I mean, she's, she's amazing, man. You look at what she's done with Ava, with Selma, mm-hmm. you know, um, she's so versatile, you know, uh, in, in this, in this, um, this film was, uh, it was, yeah, it was a no brainer when I found out she was interested, you know, um, and working with her was terrific. I mean, you know, um, and it's interesting, like she, she's so, so collaborative, you know, cause at, at Marvel, um, you know, have a have a uh, department called visual development, you know, where they kind of workshop uh, all of the hero, the hero uniforms. You know, um, it's, it's, it's headed up by a guy named Ryan Minerding, who's a comic book you know comic book lover and an artist who develops these things. And, and, and Ruth, you know, was able to to look at the, look at the stuff that Ryan was doing, you know, for the for the for the Panther suit, you know what I mean, for for the Dora costumes and things of that nature, and and, and 
emerged and melded and constructed, you know, and upped the value of it, you know, um, and also put it in with all the amazing costumes that you see uh, on on the characters throughout the film, and, and you know, personally making you know, the traditional costumes and. and and, you know, and, and the costumes when the characters go are undercover, you know, and still finding a way to uh, uh, make sure they feel Wakanda still, you know what I mean? But, but it's realistic that people don't pick them out. Um, man, that green dress that Lupita wears in that one scene—that's all—that's all Ruth. Yeah, that's all Ruth, man. Say. Yeah, and, and 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 for us, we had a you know working with another incredible designer, Hannah Beekler, who's our production designer, who did you know Fruitvale Creed, and she, Hannah did Moonlight. You know, she did Beyonce's Lemonade. Um, uh, we come up with a color story because um, because for us, you know, so many characters in this film, you know, and every film we worked on, we tried to make a color story, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so for this, with so many characters in this film, you know, you'll see characters only wear, generally they only wear a specific color, mm-hmm. you know, in every scene at the end, no matter what they're wearing, you know, we kind of let the color story uh, uh, drive it and, 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 and we assign um, specific uh, uh, ideas and concepts to each color, you know. Um, so so and, and Ruth was able to take that what are some examples on that? Well, uh, so so for so for example, uh, if you look at the color purple, you know, the color the color, the color purple in the, in the in the film represents royalty and spirituality. You know, um, so so you'll see that the that the the heart shaped herb, you know, and everything related to the heart shaped herb is purple in the film. You know, and and, and Forrest, who's kind of plays the spiritual leader of Wakanda, you know, is constantly in you know is constantly in some form of shape of purple. You know, uh, T'Challa is the Black Panther. You know, but he's also, you know, a spiritual guy, traditional guy, and, and a royal guy. So you'll often see his blacks accented with, accented with purple. You know, um, uh, the color red is like the color of like the Maasai warriors. And, 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 and red, black, and green, you know, kind of the colors of Africa, the Pan-African flag, the Pan-African, liber, you know, liberation flag. Um, you know, the red kind of represents the blood of the people. The black represents the skin, and the, and the green represents the land, the fertile, the fertile land. Um, Nakia's from the River Tribe, so you'll always see Nakia in shades of green. I would like the color of that tribe. Um, and, 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 and green and kind of color, color opportunity, color of change, you know, color, color of innovation, you know, um, and, and, you know, red being a symbol of, of, of blood, you know, and, and, and for us loyalty and warriors, that was the color of the door. So you always see deny, you know, in, in, in some form of, 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 of red. We also accented the medals. You know, um, for, for, for royalty and rank, you know, denies the only door that you see with the gold, mm. with the gold accents. All the rest of them have, you know, had a regular silver vibranium accents. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I wanted to, I should have asked this at the top, but I'm just curious what your first experience with the character was when you were, re- were you reading comic books. Oh, books Charlie? Yeah. Oh, man. Yes, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, because I, I got into comics from my, my older cousin, um, when I was really young, like, like, like barely able to read. You know, I would, read his comics and and he read everything man but his coolest ones I always thought were the X-Men comics and I love Wolverine you know so like I read his his Wolverine comics they had the Weapon X comics all the Wolverine standalones man he had the big long claws you know big hair mm-hmm. you know the crazy 90s stuff mm-hmm. um, so I love that stuff man I, and I continued to read them um, I couldn't, you know, I didn't really have, my parents wouldn't really give me money like that so I couldn't really I couldn't really buy them but I would go to this comic book shop that was by my um, that was by my school, uh, and I would and I would go in there in between like school and basketball practice or school and daycare, and I would just read comics till they kicked me out, you know. And I remember one day I went in because I was thinking, you know, I, I, I like to read a comic book that's based on a black guy, you know. And I've seen all these different different books, and you know, oftentimes the the, the black folks are kind of rele- you know re- relegated to the to the, to the sides 
Um, I used to think X Men. They had you know they had Storm, who was really awesome. And they had Bishop, but it was rare that you really got into that to, to that to that story. You know, they were kind of like you know you know side characters. Um, so I asked, man, do you got any books like that here? That you know that that, that have have a black guy at the you know or a black person at the forefront? You know, and um, the comic book uh, shop worker was like, yeah. As a matter of fact, we do. So he walked me over to 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 a little section uh, that had Black Panther. You know, um, and he kind of t- told me about him and. and Walk me, you know, walk me through, you know, who he was and, and, and what he did, you know, and it wasn't like, you know, the issues, man. They might have been on issue number, whatever, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So you can't get the real origin of it in there, you know. But so I, so I picked it up and, and read it, and I and I and I and I loved it, but I also felt a little bit disconnected from it, you know, um, because I was like, man, this dude's not, this dude's not me. He's a, he's African, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. I didn't see myself as African. I saw myself as African American, mm-hmm. you know, um, which you know in my mind, and it was a, it was a big difference. You know, um, cause I didn't, you know, I didn't never been to Africa. You know, I didn't know my heritage. You know, I didn't have a cool African name. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so I was kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. still not it, <laughs> you right. know? Um, but as I, as I got older, you know, um, and T'Challa got a lot cooler, yeah. you know, when, when, with the writers taking really different takes on him and, 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 and making him, making him just as awesome as, as, if not more awesome than, than the other characters around him in the, in the Marvel Comics universe, I started to get, I started to get more into it. You know, um, we're still, we're still, we're still probably still, if you put a gun in my head, probably still more of a Batman guy than anything else. You know, um, but, but, you know, I was, I was into it, you know, and then, uh, you know, recent times came and, and, you know, the Hickman runs, you know, he was just getting cooler and cooler, you know what I mean? Like you pick it up and like, it's like, oh man, they really, they really utilizing all of his awesomeness. And then the coach run came with Tanahashi and Brian Stelfreeze. And that's, and that was just like the pinnacle of, of how cool Black Panther could be, like all of my, all, all of the, all of the, 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 the thought, the like side thoughts I would have about him seem to, seem to start to go away, mm-hmm. and and how cool the women around him started to like really, really be highlighted, you know. So and that was right around the time I started talking with with, with Nate as well, um, you know. So I kind of put it over the top. Awesome. Well, I wanted to just branch out uh, just a couple things before I let you go. Is, is your next movie going to be Wrong Answer? I'm not sure what my next movie is, man. Well, like like it's it's a. Uh, I, I can't even think about it right I'm now. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. I don't mean to even get, yeah, no, no, no. It's but just, I wanted to talk about that because it, yeah. if indeed it is, and certainly it's on your plate anyway, it's it's. I appreciate the fact that you're willing to scale back. Yeah. You know, after doing something this massive, mm-hmm. and this is a fascinating true story. It's about these teachers who who faked students' test scores, but in order to keep the schools funded, I mean, it's a complex story. Yeah. It's not as simple as just cheating text. Oh no, so, it's a it's an incre- it's an incredible story, man. Like um, it's an incredible story. It's an incredible it's an incredible project. Um. You know, it's, it's based on uh, based on an amazing artist by amazing article by a writer named Rachel Aviv. Um, in the New Yorker, yeah, 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 in the New Yorker, and 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 it's about an amazing guy, you know, named Damani Lewis, who's actually from Oakland, um, who was out who was out there uh, teaching after going to Clark Atlanta University, and um, it's 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 a, it's a story about. It's a, it's a story about a, a a person who found who found who finds their calling, mm-hmm. um, which is which is educating kids, um, but but it's in a, but it's in a system that is that is that is so broken, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, that that they that they for whatever reason only see one way, one way to uh, to to do their job, you know, which is to which is to do something you know illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a heartbreaking story, but incredibly interesting, incredibly uh, uh, awe inspiring. Um, you know, and I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope I get to make it. You know what I mean? Um, it's got incredible people, t- you know, attached to it. You know, Plan B, um, has the rights. Yeah. You know, uh, Jeremy, you know, Jeremy, Jeremy Kleiner and Dee Dee Garner over there, you know, they make great movies. Um, 
and, and uh, you know, we were hoping to make it with Mike, Michael B. Jordan, um, Tanahashi Coates, who we were just talking about, um, you know, you know, we're hoping to write it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I'm not sure what, what's, what's, what's going, what's going on, what's going on next. You know, all of those really, all those folks are really busy people, man. And I'm, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm frankly focused on, uh, uh, getting Black Panther onto the world right yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. Well, you mentioned Michael there. Michael, uh, hopefully you'll make that with him. And he's obviously got a sweet role in Black Panther. Uh, did you like him? Oh, man. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> That's good. But I just want to talk about that ongoing collaboration. What is it about it that works so well? I mean, number one is Mike's really talented. Yeah. You know, um, it's like it's like a coach who who coaches LeBron James or Steph Curry your first time out. You know, you know you don't want to trade him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> you keep right. you know you keep him around. Um, for for this project for Black Panther specifically, the thing that was so exciting about working with Mike on that for this was because you know you say you're a '90s guy, man. You know, <laughs> like I'm, I'm you know we the same age roughly, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I came up. Watching films, we're and, not, but and, I'll and, say that we are. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little older. Okay, <laughs> but. yeah, but, but I, I came up watching those films in the '90s, man. And, and and you talk about like like black superheroes, man. For 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 us, it was it was like three of them. You know what I'm saying? It was you know you had you know you had uh, you had Denzel, you know you had Will Smith, and you had Wesley. You know, and these are guys who who would make these massive movies. And they would just be these amazing heroes, and you could tell they had acting chops, you know, and physicality, you know what I mean? And and, and I, I was I was the guy who was always waiting for, you know, the, the Will Smith Denzel movie, you know what I mean? Where, where, where Will Smith and Denzel either went head to head, or, or when Will Smith and Denzel like teamed up on some buddy cop shit, you know what I'm saying? And just went on and did their thing, you know. Um, it, for whatever reason, at that time, you know, it it, it, it didn't it never happened, yeah. You know, um, but for me, like with Chadwick, you know, and Mike. You know, these are two, these are two, you know, amazing, uh, African American actors, you know, um, who are smart with chops and, and, and they just charisma machines, but totally different types of charisma, you know, um, to see them go head to head in a movie, you know, where they go head to head in terms of performance, you know, head to head in terms of physicality, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just get excited just thinking about it, man. It's yeah. like, yo, it's, you know, it's almost like we're running the clock back and we giving, and we giving folks the, the Will Smith Denzel movie, we, you know, that, that you couldn't you get. Sterling in there too, by the way. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, man. We, we, we were blessed with, <laughs> we were blessed with a, a really amazing cast. And just speaking forced. on the, yeah, just speaking on the women, man. Like, I, like, I'll be, I'll, I'll be an idiot to, to, uh, to, 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 to jump off this podcast and not talk about the incredible, you know, the incredible women that we had sure. to fill out the cast and, and, and what they did, man, to be able to, to have scenes with, <clears throat> with Lupita and Denai in it, you know, and it's just them. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, I feel like the luckiest, you know, luckiest actor in the world and, you, and, and, and to be able to, um, introduce Letitia to, to the world on a scale like this, mm-hmm. you know, I assure you, I felt, you know, felt incredibly fortunate to be able to work with Angela Bassett as well. Her hair is so awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. No, <laughs> no, she, she, yeah, it is. It was, I felt, I felt, I felt fortunate. Yeah. Uh, and then just last thing, you know, Creed Two was that ever something that was possible for you to direct? I think a lot of people are disappointed that you won't be at the helm. Yeah, there, I, I mean, I mean, um, I mean, of course it was. I mean, look, of course it was possible, man. Like, like, um, you know, that 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 movie Creed was about me and my dad. Yeah, for me, you know, Creed, yeah. you know, uh, uh, so so it, it was. It's a you know, it's a movie that. It's a movie I, f- I find difficult to, to 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 watch, man. I can't, it's yeah, difficult yeah. for me to even think about it. You know, sure. I got I got so many emotional ties to it. Um, not to mention, you know, how much I care about uh, the, the 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 people involved, man. Like I care I care deeply for for, for Mike, obviously deeply for Tessa, um, and, and I I grew incredibly close with Sly mm-hmm. through making that, man. These people I want to see, these are people I want to see do well and win, you know, um, uh, uh, at, at all at all costs. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and 
um, you know, there's there's timing, you know, um, um, and and that, and that film, you know, uh, for whatever reason, you know, it had to go when it when it when it's going, um, and and I think it's a, I think it's a blessing that it's going, man, and I think that that um, it's amazing that they uh found an incredible filmmaker in Stephen Cable Jr., mm-hmm. um, who's a guy that I actually went to film school with. Mm-hmm. Um, who I have a lot of lot of love and respect for, and I can't wait to see what what, what he does with see it. What he does, yeah, yeah can't wait. Hand you know? it off, yeah. Well, uh, the movie's called Black Panther. It comes out February sixteenth. Uh, Daniel reminded me February twelfth in the UK. So anybody yeah, yeah, UK yeah. listeners, get an early <laughs> look at it, check it out. It's awesome. And Ryan, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank uh, you, thank you, Chris. Always a pleasure, bro. You too. I have seen gods fly. I've seen men build weapons that I couldn't even imagine. Uh-huh. I've seen aliens drop from the sky. Yeah. But I have never seen anything like this. How much more are you hiding? Hold up. Let's go, go, go. We are home. My son, it is your time. Show me my respect and bow down. You get to decide what kind of king you are going to be. Don't freeze. I never freeze. The revolution will not be televised. Show me my respect. Bow down. We own ya. We own ya. We only get started now. Cause we own ya. Everybody think they know me now. Cause we own ya. You and I'm a homie. Cause we own ya. I waited my entire life for this. The world's gonna start over. I'ma burn it all. What happens now determines what happens the rest of the world. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. What's going on for The revolution will not be televised. Let's have some fun. The revolution... We'll be live. 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 Live.